what is one of your favorite tropes that you have really enjoyed recently? Um, today, we are going to be talking about the fake dating trope with an author who is publishing a contemporary romantic comedy with this very trope in it. Um, and I will be sharing some of mine. I know I've done a podcast episode way back in the day listing some of my favorite all-time absolute top fake date romance but this is an updated list plus we get a little bit inside scoop of the behind the scenes of this author's book thank you for joining i'm really excited this week to be here with jordan Millsaps, and we are going to be talking about the fake dating trope jordan thank you for so much for having being here oh thank you for having me i'm excited to talk to you today yeah so i mean I love the fake dating trope, and I know it's popular in all the romantic comedies. What do you feel like makes this trope so appealing to readers? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's because you're taking a situation where, um, like, when you first start dating someone, you're getting to know them. It's already kind of a little bit of a vulnerable, awkward situation whenever you're first in that relationship, even if it's, you know, there's real sparks and it's a real thing. So whenever you add on that additional tension of like, what, what are the actual expectations here? Because it's not what you would normally expect. And then also just imagine, you know, how um, exhausting it would be to be constantly uh, acting, not being yourself entirely, um, you know, trying to play a part. Um, so I just think it, it leads to a lot of opportunities for like slip ups that keep the, the reader really interested and engaged. Like, are they going to get busted or like, how long is this going to be able to continue before something happens? Because, you know, you, you can't get to the end of the book and nothing happens and <laughs> everybody just thought they fake dated the whole time. So. Yeah. That, that tension of them, when are they, if, are they going to get found out is there. I also really feel like it's I I love the forced proximity element of it where Mm -hmm. it they're like okay this isn't real to either one of us and I love that that moment where it does become it like I love yeah I feel like this trope has uh, a lot of similarities with another favorite of a lot of people including myself which is the marriage of convenience it's a lot of the same kind of elements that make it interesting to read about like if you were to not call it fake dating you would call it relationship of convenience (laughs) yeah actually that's a really good that's a really good name for it I hadn't thought about that yeah okay so let's talk like about a few of our favorite books that have this what we liked about them and then we'll get into diving into your book so go ahead the lead okay yeah um I had several to choose from it's kind of hard to narrow it down because this is such a popular popular trope um, I think my number one pick is probably My Phony Valentine by Courtney Walsh. Have you read that one? I have it on my list and I'm like, I need to read this one because everybody was talking about that one and I'm like, I need to. So, okay. Oh yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah. So the basic premise is um, she, I think her name is Poppy. She um, runs into a, kind of the town mean girl who's given her a hard time in the coffee shop and she bumps into this guy and she just kind of rolls with it and is like oh hey honey thanks for getting my coffee uh and he turns around and he kind of looks at her for a second and then plays along um and the the other girl is like 
that this is your boyfriend and poppy has no idea that she has just claimed this really uber famous hockey player as her boyfriend uh and so um after that scene kind of plays out they kind of get to talking and for a variety of reasons decide that maybe we should keep this going for a little bit it might be some mutual benefits to both of us and so the rest of the story is of course um you know them navigating that and so like when do we have an amicable breakup and you know announce that we weren't really for real and so it, it's such a cute story uh, and I also I really love the cover that was uh one of the first covers that I sent to my designer whenever she asked for inspiration I was like I love this one it's so cute so that's my phony Valentine by Courtney Walsh is my first pick. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. And I remember, um, like, it was hard for me because I'm like, okay, I want to talk about books that I haven't talked because, like, way, way back when I first started this podcast, I did an episode talking about some of my fake, favorite fake dating. So I've mentioned um, Save the Date and um, 13 Chance and stuff like that. But I actually just finished reading um, Just Don't Fall by mm -hmm. Emma St and that one I really enjoy like it, was, it has all the fun like cozy fall vibe but I feel like with not a lot of them it's a fake dating relationship with like also tied with the brother brother's best friend trope um yeah that's that, a popular one too yeah and I feel like so it was like a mashup of those two tropes and um I really felt like it was good like um emotionally so they had they had no it's not like they were strangers or anything like that like they had known each other been it's away separated for a while but I really loved how so there was already some like history there between mm. the characters and then so meshing that together it was almost like borderline like friends to more too and um yeah no I, I just read that one and I I enjoyed it. I loved, again, the moment where they're, like, discussing the breakup and you hear, like, their inner conflict about even this. Because already at that point, they're like, great, too bad. <laughs> it just, yeah, it was just a really fun. I love the chemistry between those characters. Yeah, that's that's on my list. I'm planning to read it um, this weekend, actually. I've been, I've been saving it because I'm going on a trip and I'm going to be on a plane for a really long time. So it's already on my Kindle and I'm going to read it this weekend. So that'd be good. Yeah. I think that one's a hockey one too, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I know. I know that the hockey craze is real and I'm yes. just, it's having a moment. <laughs> it is. It is so having a moment, but it's like, okay, you know, we've had, we've had football. We've had small town. I'm like down for hockey. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. And I don't care about hockey at all. And yet somehow it's really fun to read about, even though I know nothing about hockey, nothing. I'm actually learning more about hockey than I've ever known because I have never watched a hockey game, nothing. And now I'm kind of like, all of a sudden I'm into but the hockey stories. So yeah, it me works. Too. It works. <laughs> so what's your next pick? Uh, yeah. So my next one is Kiss the Girl by Melanie Jacobson. Um, this one is, I think, a couple of years old. Uh, the basic premise is, so this is a, a, um, a Christmas story. I read it whenever I was reading books for uh, my annual Christmas list that I put out a couple of years ago. Um, uh -huh. And it's, uh, he, they're both teachers at a school and there's some kind of like miscommunication when he's trying to do something with the principal where she, for some reason, assumes that they are dating. Um, and 
that lends him some like credibility uh, and stability because he's not from there. And so he's kind of like, hey, so what would you think if we just like rolled with this until I get this promotion and then we can, you know, go from there. Um, And then, of course, I mean, you know how it progresses from there. But it's a really cute uh, small town Christmas, um, you know, fake dating, falling in love story uh, that I really enjoyed. That's Kiss the Girl by Melanie Jacobson. I think I've read my first Melanie Jacobson this year, so I'll have to check that one out, too. Like, yeah she's got a couple of good christmas ones that i really like i think there's one what's it called uh scrooge and the girls next door and it's kind of set oh, in the same one. yeah yeah okay. it's it's the same like story world the same um some of the same overlapping characters that one was a really good one too it's not fake dating though so it doesn't fit in here <laughs> i'm just grabbing it down anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know i feel like there's often the trend where it's like in fake dating it's like the it needs to be mutually beneficial where it's like it often lends lends one of them credibility one of them stability and how you know it's just fun to see authors um work that out um i know i'm going to go back to another emma st Clair, but i enjoyed it and it was my first one by her and that's falling for your fake fiance a little bit i almost picked that one. <laughs> oh, good okay but yeah it's I I read that and I'm like oh my goodness I need to read more of this because I hadn't read a fake dating in a long time so that one was like it popped up and it's they're actually engaged and it's like you know it's quite the setup but I really loved because I'm an enemies to lovers lover and just how (laughs) it's like they are navigating a fake engagement planning to marry but they really didn't like each other before. So it's just like, like all the tension, all in. And I feel also in fake dating, the characters get to know each other in a way where they're not putting on, when when they're by themselves on their own, like together privately, they're not putting on those airs because it's like, they're not trying to so much impress them as much. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So they get to see that character and maybe real you know find things out that they they didn't think before especially it's like between um delilah and Thaden. it's like she realizes thing about things about him that she presumed and were wrong so Mm -hmm. i just i really enjoyed that one and how it was like all brought together so yeah that's yeah that was my face about her too and that was the one that got me started and now i'm like obsessed with emma st (laughs) Clair. I know it's like takes takes one good one to get you hooked and then it's like read all of them yep absolutely so let's talk about your book the wedding date deal yeah What, what inspired this story well this is a hard question because okay if you ask my family and and my husband I have a terrible like short-term memory um they'll be like do you remember whenever we did this thing and we went to this place and we talked to so-and-so and and I'm like I you know I'm Gandalf I'm like I have no memory of this place so I was trying to remember how I came up with this and I think it was that I had just finished reading My Phony Valentine and I was brainstorming story ideas um like during that general time period and I just thought uh fake dating that's fine I wonder if I could write a fake dating story and so um tried to you know come up with like a credible idea for how that could work and that's kind of where it came from 
that's cool. That is really neat. And um, this is your debut novel, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. I have a lot of novels on my computer that nobody has ever read. This is the first one that is going to see the light of day. <laughs> oh. So how have you included some of your favorite things about this trope into your book? Um, I think one of my favorite things about fake dating is it's kind of like an, it seems like an obvious issue in a fake dating relationship um, that you're trying to perpetuate that relationship um, and navigate like the physical side of things. Because typically, um, you know, different couples fall in different ranges of, you know, what they think is acceptable. But I mean, you are going to usually at least have some handholding or, you know, something. Um, and so I always think that that is the most uh, interesting part to watch the characters navigate. Are they on the same page about you know, what, what are we going to do physically to make this look like a real relationship? Obviously, that's not something that's going on behind closed doors. But when you're in front of people, um, you know, there's some level of that that's involved. So um, I kind of just was trying to incorporate that in uh, ways where like, you know, they have to like kiss for some reason or another. And it's like, whoa, did did that feel weird? Or did that feel cool? Like, you know, it's, I I feel like that's the most interesting part of the fake relationship um, is how they navigate that part. Okay. Yeah. That's, that is fun. It's always fun when they like lay down the rules. Cause you're like, cause you know, those rules are eventually going to be broken. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Rules are made to be broken. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, um, what was your big, one of your biggest challenges while crafting this story? Okay. So I feel like the biggest challenge for a fake dating story is making it be believable. Like is the reason that they decide to embark on this, you know, sometimes ridiculous challenge of pretending to be into each other. Is it, is it for a reason that the reader will buy into and say, yeah, that makes sense to do that. Um, so I felt like that was the part that I really focused on, like with my beta readers, when I had people read it for me, that was what I really wanted to know was, did you buy into this? Did you find it believable? Like, even if you wouldn't have made the choice that the characters made, could you at least understand like why they did that? Did it make sense? So that was my biggest challenge was trying to make sure that it made sense because if that part doesn't make sense, the whole story kind of falls apart. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing because if the character, if the reader doesn't believe even that the, those characters would make that decision, it's hard to like keep them going. Yeah. Cause a fake relationship is a lot of work. So, you know, the stakes have to be high enough that it's like worth it for you to be doing this. <laughs> Carry on the facade. Absolutely. Yeah. So what character did you connect with the most and why? Is that something that you feel like you connect with your fictional characters? Yeah, I think probably, I think I put more of my own personality into Annie than I maybe meant to. Um, as I was kind of going back and reading and revising, I was like, she, she's kind of a lot like me. Uh, a lot of the same um, kind of sense of style and the things that she likes and what she doesn't like. And, you know, like the, no, you know, don't eat pickles on your burger and stuff like that, that I just kind of threw in there. And I was like, I think I just put that in there because that's how I feel about pickles on my burger. So Annie's a lot like me. <laughs> not redheaded though I'm not redheaded that's funny and that just snuck in you didn't plan that nope (laughs) that's good okay so when we're talking about rom-coms and um, romance 
chemistry is so important. How do you feel like you built the chemistry between your main characters for the story? Like, and then oh. plus about the fake relationship. Yeah. <laughs> This is a hard one for me because I like to read about chemistry, but I get kind of cringy when I have to make it happen. Like when I have to make people have chemistry. Um, So I think it, for me, I just kind of tried to show them getting to know each other a little at a time and kind of sharing things that help them build a sense of, of like emotional intimacy. Um, And then also, you know, like we talked about the physical part, like, um, you know, sparks flying and things like that. So um, And I think also, since it's a romantic comedy, um, that makes it a little bit easier to find some places where the physical contact comes in ways where it's kind of a little bit funny, but it helps them to like notice each other more. Um, So it's not, that makes it easier for me to write without, you know, being cringy on my end. (laughs) Well, and especially, I'm sure that you're like, so many of it's like overthinking, like, is that the right way to do it? Yeah, it's yeah a challenge okay so for this book how you've pictured it if it were adapted for screen who would your dream cast be for your characters yeah this is a fun question because I actually when I was starting um the first draft I did some googling to try to find um like a a guy and a girl that I could kind of base my descriptions on so that I would really have a really strong picture in my mind um because I, for me, sometimes I, you know, all of these, the, the book covers, like kind of like how mine is where they, they don't really have a face, like they're just a figure. And yeah. sometimes I, I kind of fall into that. So I, I wanted to have something concrete that I could be describing. Um, so who I ended up with was, um, I pictured uh, Annie as kind of a redheaded Mandy Moore, like a young Mandy Moore. Okay. And then, um, I don't know if, have you ever heard of Robbie Amell? He's not like a super high, high profile actor. He's um, trying to think, what has he even been in? Um, do you know that show Arrow? Um, yeah, so he's like the cousin to the guy that is, I mean, he's kind of obscure, but that's who I pictured. So if you want to Google Robbie Amell, that is who Grant is based on. So that was my two for, for Grant and Annie. Yeah. That's cool. That is fun. Yeah, I know. It's like sometimes picturing them in your head, it's like, okay, I have them, what they look like, and then, then, and then they don't change. It's like remembering those facts throughout that, I'm sure. It's helpful. That makes it helpful. I didn't really build out a lot of the rest of the cast as far as like specific pictures in my head. Um, I think uh, the, the character Marissa, who's kind of the villain in the story, uh in my mind she's kind of regina george from mean girls um like (laughs) just that's just who i picture when i think of marissa um because she's just like such an out there character um but just in general that i don't think any of the rest of them i really had a specific person in mind that i was picturing when i was writing the rest of the characters other than grant and annie and marissa yeah they're the they're the center stage i guess yeah so um so what themes and messages do you feel and really hope that your readers take away from this book? Um, I think probably just that, you know, honesty is the best policy because the whole thing here is that Grant does not want to be honest with his family about how he's really doing. 
Um, and so he comes up with, well, his best friend, Zach, kind of helps him come up with this elaborate plan to fool everybody into thinking that he's doing great um, and he's not doing great. And if he, you know, would just let his family in on that, then, you know, not only would he not have to perpetuate this fake relationship, um, they could actually like, you know, support him and be there for him like family wants to do. So um, I think that's the biggest thing is just, you know, just being honest with your friends and family about how you're actually doing um, is actually you know, good for everybody. I feel like that's <laughs> great lesson. How much do we put out like, no, no, I'm fine. And we, you know, maybe not go as far as fake dating, but put out this image that no, everything's going fine and I don't need any help and stuff. And then it's like, but you lose that opportunity to yeah, and- work with people that way. And not everybody has the same level of vulnerability, right? Like if it's somebody that you haven't seen in four years and you run into them in the grocery store and they say, hey, how are you? You you know, you don't have to say, hey, I'm really riding the struggle bus today. You just say, I'm fine. How are you? Um, You know, but with your family, you know, hopefully, uh, and I know not everybody has a great relationship with their family, but um, I think, you know, if you read the story, um, Grant could have, could have had that relationship, especially like with his sister um maybe with his parents um he definitely didn't have to just you know make something up and have a a a fake girlfriend (laughs) I know but if characters always made all the right decisions what kind of stories would they be right yeah (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's definitely entertaining to watch them kind of fumble around but in real life hopefully we wouldn't make that decision in your real life in real life hopefully we'll learn from fiction and not do that (laughs) exactly exactly so do you have any other future projects that you're working on what's what's next kind of for you now that this is going to be out oh and share share with the listeners the release date and all that and where it's yeah um so it's going to be on amazon um officially releasing on october the 17th so the ebook is available for pre-order now um and then it'll get released on the 17th and it'll be on kindle unlimited on that day too um, okay. And then the paperback probably, um, probably will come out a few days before that because it's kind of hard to coordinate the, the paperback coming out at exactly the same time as the ebook. So, you know, just be on the lookout for that. Um, okay. As far as future projects, this is the first in a planned trilogy. So um, hopefully going to have uh, the next one coming out sometime in the spring, maybe April-ish, um, depending on, you know, how fast I get my act together and get this thing finished. Um, and that one will be Maddie's story. And then um, hopefully in the, about a year from now, next fall, we'll get the third book, which will be Alex's story. Um, so that's the that's the plan trilogy. And then um, and I'm calling it the Boyfriend in the Bargain series. So each of these stories is going to be based around some kind of deal um, or contract or something that, you know, that they, some kind of deal that they've made with each other that then kind of, you know, blossoms into more. Um, And then I actually have a companion novella that is available right now through, um, I'm giving it away for free to my subscribers uh, temporarily. I'm going to put it on Amazon um, probably in November, but for now, um, if you want to go subscribe, um, my website is jordanmillsaps.com and that will just come straight to your inbox and you can Go ahead and enjoy that before the wedding date deal even comes out. Perfect. And that's that's going to be up on to, until um, November, you're thinking, right? Yeah, I think uh, like mid-November is when it'll go up on Amazon and, and 
go on to Kindle Unlimited at that point. Okay. Well, that is super cool. That's great. Yeah, I just wanted to let them know in case they're catching up on episodes and <laughs> don't get it to end them in time. So yeah. where, So you mentioned your newsletter that they can um, find you. Can you share any other places where readers can find and follow you? Social media, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so besides the website, um, I really mostly just hang out on Instagram. Um, so there I'm at read, eat, repeat one, the number one, read, eat, repeat one. Um, and, uh, you can use that same handle and find me on Facebook too, but I'm not there a whole lot. So, you know, if you really want to get in touch with me, then probably either my website or Instagram, that's where you're going to find me. Perfect. This is great. Thank you so much, Jordan. I'm excited. Looking forward well, to it. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to get to talk to you about uh, my baby going out into the world. <laughs> I know that this is going to be fun. I'm super, super con big congratulations to your debut. Thank you. Welcome. Okay, until next time. Well, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I know I sure did. And until next time, may your TBR be unending. Thank you.